0: welcome to feminized it's time for a show that turns the spotlight on the powerful women shaping cannabis culture the cannabis industry is on fire and women are sparking it up if you like the show please subscribe you can also subscribe to the feminized podcast with liz grow on youtube and instagram the future is feminized you're now listening to the feminized podcast Nolan I want to welcome you to the feminized podcast where I have the dopest ladies in the cannabis game join me for real talk and you know sister I think you're one of them the work that you've been doing yes I mean the work that you've been doing as executive director at Texas Hemp Coalition is just um you know I see it I see what you're doing you're making waves out there and I'm excited to have you on and and hear about how things are going from your perspective
1: I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on here today, and I'm excited to talk about all things Hemp, the Coalition, and and what we've got
0: going on. Yes. Well, first, let's start with Texas Hemp, the state of Texas Hemp right now. Uh, Can you bring me up to speed on where we are with laws and legality? Because we're still dealing with that in Texas, it feels like.
1: We are, unfortunately. So, um, as we know right now, we're in the interim um the next legislative session will start in january of 2023 Mm -hmm. so right now what we're doing is kind of working on what we want to see in legislation what we want changed. unfortunately last session we didn't get a bill passed Mm -hmm. we got an amendment passed which was to change it to um the harvest period timing that the federal government has so now we're completely compliant but we didn't get a lot of things done in the legislation that we needed as far as a cleanup bill goes so that would be on you know the price of transport manifest. Um, you know, how can re- we remediate the crop if it does test hot, stuff like that. So we're hoping that this next session that we can really focus in on a, an actual cleanup bill that won't be tampered with, that won't have any language that tries to ban minor cannabinoids like Delta eight or any other ones out there. We, would, we don't want to put anything in anybody's, yeah. you know, we don't want to give anybody ideas, but we know we're going to be on the, Fence.
0: <laughs> right, you don't need to give them ideas. Okay, they sit around and think about ways just to kill these bills that um, signal progress. You know, yes. in a different economy than they themselves are involved in on the side. You know, I'm sorry, I'm such I'm a, the harshest critic and the biggest cheerleader when people are doing the things right and good, and it's just like yes, you won't find a better friend. But when you're fucking things up for Texans. I yeah. get so enraged, and it feels like a lot of our politicians are, I mean, they're they're just sticking their heads in the sand because they want to keep their jobs. I mean.
1: Yeah. That's, that's the honest truth, and I'm glad that you know that and have figured that out because a lot of people don't get it. It's, they yeah. wonder, why do they vote certain ways? Why aren't they supporting us in certain things? It's because when they have to go back home during the interim and during an election season, people are gonna bring back all everything that they've ever voted on or any type of legislation they've had or or anything that they've supported in the past. And that could go against them in the voting process of their general election and the primary election, most importantly. So it is unfortunate and that's what we have to work with. So, you know, there are a lot of members of the House and the Senate that are conservatives that are very supportive of the hemp and cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. It's just a little bit more on the DL and that's where they have to be. And mm-hmm. I think that's where we hope that our industry understands is that for us to move forward, those people who are gonna support us are gonna quietly support us now.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how
1: it was for the hemp industry in the beginning. They were quiet supporters mm-hmm. until it came time to you know, legalize and actually grow hemp in the state of Texas. They said, okay, we're in, it's an ag commodity. We wanna see this done. We have constituents that are voting for us that mm-hmm. want to pass this legislation. So it all depends on who's uh, giving them money and who their voters are. (laughs) That's right, that's right. And it's like, it's not
0: rocket science. And I say this all the time and I'll continue to say it. If everyone who bought weed in Texas last week voted in this next election, I think we would have some very different results, right? It's like, if we want cannabis, all we have to do, all we have to do is get involved. In every election, and no, it's it's not. I mean, it's every election, but it's our local guys and girls. Nice. And then you know those you know folks at the Capitol, those higher levels. You know, it's just it's it just seems like there's just so much complacency. But you know, I digress. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that we're still fighting um, for uh, rights in Texas for hemp because the focus is so much so on the THC side of things. But, you know, you mentioned this, you know, cleanup bill that, you know, you're really encouraging. And I imagine, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the cleanup bill is being really driven by the Texas Hemp Coalition and the members there. I mean, is that right? I mean, that feels right because that's your baby.
1: Yes, it is going to be driven by us this year. Mm -hmm. Last year, we were, unfortunately, we had to be reactive. Our whole, whole goal this year is to be proactive. And that's what we've been awesome. talking about in our meetings is to make sure that this bill is coming from us instead of coming from a senator whose staffers are working on it who don't necessarily understand the industry or how the regulations affect us. Right. So, you know, we've uh, most recently, we have committees within the Texas Hemp Coalition. So we have an education and events committee. We have a um, membership committee, and most importantly, we have an advocacy committee, which is chaired by uh, Ms. Lisa Pittman, who is a female cannabis and hemp attorney, and she's wonderful, and she's heading that up for us. And myself as a lobbyist, will be extremely working with her on those issues. But I've worked with Lisa in the past, for many years on these types of issues. And she's always been my right hand person that I can send it to and say, am am I writing this correctly? So now she's our chair, she's gonna be able to go into offices with me, help write the legislation. We've got such a wonderful team with the coalition that represents all aspects of the industry. It's not just farmers, it's not just processors, it's not just manufacturers. It's everyone, including retailers, including brands, including, Doctors, whoever else that is involved. So we are really touching all aspects of the industry that are in, that was in, you know, the, the legislation that we passed, but now being able to clean it up regarding the department of agriculture and all the programs they have, mm-hmm. the department of health services, I just think it's going to make mm-hmm. everyone a lot happier. Now I'm not going to say we're not going to have to play defense again. We are. So, so stupid. It's so stupid, it's but so ridiculous. But I think with our team that we've put together and especially now we've got a board member from Lubbock,
0: which oh, is really nice.
1: Great. Yes. And we have a board member from South Texas now. And we're really trying to touch all parts of Texas so that we have these people who can walk into offices and say, Hey, you represent me. Now you have to listen to me instead of just Houston or just Austin.
0: Right, right, right. Well, you know, everything takes time. I mean, this was a grassroots effort. I remember when you, well, I don't know. When, what did you start the organization? Was it 2018
1: or 2019? Well, 2019. 2019, 2019, we, it was the the idea of it was in 2019. And then 2020 is when we officially launched the organization.
0: Okay, good. So we do. So I do remember that. I was like, wait a minute, am I making this up? Um, yeah, you know, it's just such a beautiful grassroots effort and just driven by so much, you know, passion and belief that the time is now, you know, that's one thing I loved about talking to you about this. So early on, it was just like, yes, finally, because a lot of people do get it, but, you know, they, um, have a, they don't have as a sense of urgency like we do, you know, and that bugs me sometimes to be quite honest, because I'm like, oh, we only have one life. Um, one, one planet, let's move it along here. But you were just like in it, you know, even if it, you know, it was, it was you and, you know, a handful of others who were just like going because you'd just come off hot off the heels of helping to write that legislation. Right. Right. I mean, you were already in, in the channel and, and flowing and you were going to stop.
1: No, not at all. And so, you know, I, everyone asked me, they're like, why in the world did you start the hemp coalition you know you're you know when we look at you we don't see somebody that would be like cannabis or a hemp person and i say well first and foremost i'm an agriculture person i grew up on a farm and ranch in east texas my Mm -hmm. degrees are in agriculture and i've worked the department of ag i've worked in the legislature i have this like unique ability to understand an ag industry but also how it can be affected in the regulatory aspect. Mm-hmm. So I was called and told to start this organization by <laughs> a bunch of the lobbyists. They said, "Look, there's no one else out there that would be comfortable doing this and they need someone to come in that represents agriculture but understands policy and politics." Yes. So That's how it really started and we just hit the ground floor and tried to find as many business-minded and professional individuals as we could to represent us right the true pioneers in the industry and it has taken a while i mean we've gone through all kinds of kinds and i think that you know if anybody that's listening or watching take time to go to our website texasemcoalition.org go to our about and look at our board members. And I think you'll see a lot of board members that you'll be like, oh, wow, like, you know, for example, Oak Cliff Cultivators, um, you've got Drops of Life, you have Bayou City Hemp, you have um, Restart CBD, Lisa Pittman, Cameron Field, all these individuals that everybody's very aware of that are all in one group. And we are what's helping try to make the difference. And they're truly the pioneers of the industry that are representing what is to come in the future. Truly. Oh my
0: God. It's just so exciting. And it's so exciting to know again, that you do bridge that gap between the, the business of hemp and agriculture, the business of agriculture. And you speak both languages, I think. And that is super, super powerful. Um, reason enough to Just, like, be besties with you. But um, truly, I want to know what's next. Like, what's next for the Texas Hemp Coalition? You mentioned you're moving into um, legislative session. I mean, talk to me about that. And how can media get involved? Because, you know, if you want to represent all sides of this industry, you know, we also, you know, there are people out there telling stories. So media and press and all that good stuff.
1: So as I said, we're coming up on the legislative session, so we're working on bills right now as we speak that we can hopefully get pre-filed going into the session. Um, Something very exciting, we have a few things that are coming up that um, individuals can get involved in. So we we had postponed the Texas Hemp Summit but we are planning it for this fall. We're trying to pick some new dates. So just watch our social media accounts. We will hopefully have new dates posted um, for this fall. So that will be held at Texas A&M University. And that will be a business to business conference. So it'll be for anyone to come, but mostly it'll be for individuals who are looking at either growing hemp, who are looking at having a retail store or looking at being involved in some aspect of the industry. And as well, it will be free and open to students. So we're hoping that students of Texas A&M, Prairie View A&M, UT wherever come to this free event so that they can learn a little bit more from the industry. So I think that's gonna be great. I think that's a wonderful way for media to get involved, to get the word out. We're going to be selling tickets. Um, and most importantly, we're gonna have actual experts in the industry, not people from our state. We're gonna have people from out of state that have yes. come and grown this plant for more than a few years, who have grown it for, you know, however long it's been legal in California and Colorado and elsewhere. So I think it's going to be a really educational event. And then other than that, um, we are going to be hosting the first ever Texas Hemp Day at the Capitol. Oh, my God.
0: Um, (laughs) What? When is this taking place? This is so exciting. So we're
1: looking at dates right now, but it will be during the spring of 2023, so during the legislative session. It'll be a wonderful and amazing opportunity for anyone in the hemp industry to come to the capitol the texas hemp coalition will be sponsoring it this will be an opportunity for you to go and meet with your senator go and meet with your state representative we will have speakers that will come and speak to our group we'll have networking opportunities you'll get to go to the house floor or not the house floor but the house gallery and the senate gallery and we'll probably have some awesome resolution read on the floor that says this is the texas hemp day at the capitol so it'll be really neat. And I feel like we're at that point within the industry where we can be recognized at the Capitol enough people know that we're there and it'll be the perfect opportunity to kind of show that we're here to stay. This is an actual industry, a positive, uh, you know, outlook on us. All a lot of other industries do this. And I just think that it'll be really appropriate and really timely. So we're excited about planning those things.
0: Oh my God. I'm excited about planning my hemp look. (laughs) <laughs> for Texas Hemp Day because it, it's going to be, it's got to be phenomenal because when you go to the Capitol and when you represent hemp, um, you know, or anything, you know, or, you know, cannabis, you're immediately, you just have to remember most people aren't as comfortable as you are about the topic. And, and right. right. They're just not as comfortable as you are. So just like, remember that you want to like give a nod to them. But you don't want to like go overboard and wear like the the yeah. full, you know, marijuana oppo suit. That's we,
1: we definitely that's don't want bad. any plants on, but you yeah. know, I, I always try to be a little subtle. I wear little uh like hemp earrings that yeah. are crystals in my ears. And, you know, maybe I'll even try to find someone to make me a hemp dress to wear on that day. Who knows? Exactly. Something like that. Yes,
0: exactly. Something, a piece of, you know, just, just some hemp, some hemp wear. Um, yeah. You should get some fly sole shoes. Those are really cute.
1: Oh, that would be fun to and, wear. But yeah, it's, it's going to be an opportunity for them to see because a lot of these people have been around from the beginning from yeah. 2015 when the first hemp bill was brought to Texas and so they've really seen a completely different group of people come to the table than what was around in 2015 you know they yeah. see actual businesses they see businesses that investors have invested in these corporations and yeah. farmers that are actually growing and it's i think it's going to be pretty unique for them especially those super conservative ones to see to see that this is what's happening in their own district and you need to get on board because if you don't You know quickly we are going to outgrow you and uh, maybe you won't be elected back into office
0: (laughs) Uh, that's right that's right well that's my hope that that they won't that anyone with a closed mind is not elected back into office um you know but we definitely have to be patient and do our best this legislative session to be clear about what it is that we want and hammer it home hammer the point home with a smile i i really feel like we can make some waves this legislative session
1: i really think so so yeah we've got a lot of stuff going on but Mm. most importantly just working on a cleanup bill uh federally there's a farm bill going on we don't know exactly when they're going to be closing that up Mm. but um i think that most importantly and for the industry to know is that and to remember we are a federal program so we have to abide by federal guidelines we can only be more strict we cannot be more lenient so we have to remember that if we see things that are happening federally, then we have to act as a state and be reaching out to our congressmen and our U.S. senators to let them know that this is what we want as an industry. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's why we are affiliated with groups like the Hemp Industries Association and the National Hemp Association and the U.S. Hemp Roundtable. So they can kind of keep us abreast of what's going on so that our voice is heard um, in Washington, D.C. as well.
0: Incredible. Like, I didn't even think about that, Um, but that is true. We'd have somebody working here in Texas for us in D.C., um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it feels like you're just a conduit to all of those people. You know, the Texas Hemp Coalition is that, you know, is that channel, and I just freaking love that. Will you do me a favor and tell people how they can stay on top of all of the changes that are taking place and all the things going on?
1: So the best way to stay on top of, you know, what's going on is you can join us as a member of the Texas Hemp Coalition. We have um, three different membership levels that we offer right now. So we have a business membership, which are for, you know, your corporations, your retail stores, your processors, manufacturers. Uh, we have a membership for farmers. So that's greenhouse, outdoor, indoor, and then also for individuals. So if you're someone who is just an an enthusiast and an advocate of the industry, we welcome you to join us as well. So, um, so right awesome. now, yeah, and we want everyone to be involved. So it's um, we have our price structures that are on our website. But right now, because we are a growing organization and we are newer and we are learning, we are developing a software system on our website called Member Clicks, which is going to assist us with our newsletters, with forums. So when you become a member of the organization, you're able to go on to your own login page and you'll have the directory of all members of the coalition. You'll have an affiliate stamp that you can put on your website that says you're an official member of the coalition and you're able to go on there and connect with other people in the industry because we want to be a liaison for you.
0: You know, you might be a
1: farmer that's looking for certain genetics, or you don't know what processor to go to, or, you know, maybe you have questions about, you know, how do I uh, harvest this crop? This is my first year. Um, I think we've all seen what it's like. I know Liz, you have, I definitely oh, have with growing a crop. It is a learning experience yes. and it's not like any other agricultural crop out there. So it takes everyone to help you. So we want these forums to be a way where you can go in and we'll have it broken down where you can just talk to farmers and you can talk to the business members. So I think that'll be really unique. Um, so hopefully that'll be up and running probably September of this fall Awesome, Um, and that's where we'll have our ticket sales and everything. So we're, we're moving into the times. It just takes a little bit. I always say I'm a team of one, but now I've got awesome board members that are really helping grow the organization. So it's really made all the difference.
0: Oh God. That's so incredible. I love hearing that. You, I can't believe you were a team of one for so long. I mean, you're a powerful one, um, what you've got, what you've gotten accomplished in real life has been very you know it's been incredibly admirable um you know magic and i are are big fans um (laughs) okay but before i let you go darling Alyssa, i have to ask you three questions the feminized three that i ask all of my guests and and so i am dying to know your answers um so first question is tell me who's in your dream smoke circle three people dead or alive and i'll caveat that with Um, It could be a, uh, it could be a, you know, you could be smoking or do an edible, but we're talking about the THC side of things, you know, talking about that Delta nine.
1: Okay. Got it. Okay. Well, I will like I am very honest with everyone. Delta nine and I do not jive very well. Not to say that I have not tried it in the past. I definitely have. And so on my best experiences with it.
0: Best experience. Uh, Just think your best, best
1: experience. My best experience with it. Um it's a really, really difficult one, but I'll oh, mm, okay. I would say well, <laughs> ruth handler this is crazy if you don't know who ruth handler is you probably people don't she's the lady she and her husband owned mattel and she created barbie oh wow wow that's incredible that is incredible but it's crazy but i think it'd be really interesting because i would love to know how in the world they started mattel together and that she thought of this iconic doll that almost every little girl in the United States has bought and now is about to have a movie made after. I just think it's it's crazy to me. I would love to know all of her secrets and be like, why didn't I create that? Because I love Barbie and she is like, miss, you can be anything you want to be. So I love definitely, that. definitely her would be one of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> other than that, I would like, um, andy cohen from bravo who does what happens live i am a bravoholic and i watch all of them so i just like to pick his brain on all the housewives and (laughs) every show out there reality show and um the last one
0: man this is a good smoke circle already
1: (laughs) i know it's the most like basic girl no Um, i'm proud of it you know yeah this is this is yours
0: baby (laughs) I, Um, i went in and because it's my because fa- it's my fantasy game, I get an automatic ticket in. So
1: right, Yay. and I think the last one would be Britney Spears. Yes,
0: good because one.
1: I just want to know about everything. Like, I want to know the true story. She can only say so much, but I really want to know what the heck has gone on. Yeah, and I mean, she's married now; she's happy, but you can still see that but there's something. I don't know. That's why I would just love to sit there and talk to her and see if she's if she's all there if it's an act or what's going on
0: (laughs) (laughs) amazing well well played Alyssa. well played great (laughs) thank you um okay so question number two is um tell me about what woman in the cannabis industry is really inspiring you right now obviously cannabis is cannabis hemp all the things planty
1: you know i look at the women that are that I've known for a while in the industry and especially the ones that serve on my board. So I look at women like Lisa Pittman that I've already stated, who's a wonderful yes. attorney that, you know, she she's actually practiced outside of the state of Texas. You know, like mm-hmm. she went outside of the state to learn so she could come back in and support the industry here. I look at women like Shada Tarabi, who is just like a force to be reckoned with on social media and her podcast and you know she's she's definitely not scared and i just think that she is a, a great representative of the industry and keeps it very professional which mm-hmm. i yes. really really appreciate and we just hit it off and i think of other women like you know leah with um hemp business builder and now with green light events co who mm-hmm. you know she's just ever changing in everything that she does so it's um I don't know there's just a lot of people that I look up to obviously yeah. Liz you were one of them oh, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I think that y'all are telling the story of Texas hemp and what's going on and, and being advocates and and you're not scared and, and you're you're brave so there's so many people out there and one person I don't want to leave out she's not in the hemp space anymore but she was one of the lobbyists that I worked with her name's Wendy Foster and she mm. and I wish she was still around in this but she if it wasn't for her you would not have a hemp bill because she helped wow. get my work across from my clients. So it's the people who were around in the beginning that may not be here anymore, the people yeah. that we really need to thank. And she's one of them. Mm, wow. I love that. I love that.
0: Um, and, and, you know, thank, thankfully you, you have been here for so long here, you know, in the hemp space for so long that you can tell stories about those people because there's so many new faces every day. And that's so oh, yeah. wonderful. But like, It's good to have some, you know, historians who are like, yeah,
1: Yeah. you need to. I'm like, hey, by the way, that person that you're friends with over there hasn't always been friends with us.
0: (laughs) history. Oh, God. Yeah, seriously. Jeez. We've been in this industry for four years and it feels like 40 and you've seen so many lifetimes and life cycles. It's like, oh, I know. But that's the way it goes. You know, it's that's how it is. Um, But anyway, okay great so a few different ladies and you know it's funny is most of my guests can't just pick one lady it's yeah. so so many um
1: because yeah. there's everybody out there doing excellent things and you know yeah. i have yeah. i've seen this and like i love all of my male members yes. like they are the backbone but also the females are the ones that get it done so i yeah. you know yeah it's, it's
0: truth Yeah, it is what it is. Scoreboard, you know? Um, And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to the women that you have named. You know, that's kind of part of it, too. I ask that question. It's like, who should I interview next? You know, there's so many badass women in this industry. There really Uh, are. So, okay. Question number three is, give me... Tell me what advice do you have for 13-year-old Alyssa Nolan?
1: I think... The main thing I would say is to never think that you're too much or that you're doing too many things. So, you know, when I was 13, my parents really, they kept us busy all the time. You know, we competed in a lot of, you know, like speaking events and we showed cattle across the nation and we cheered and we did all, like we were just always gone every weekend. And so I can remember all of my friends, like always doing sleepovers and going to the pool or going to this party over here. and. Not that I wasn't allowed to, I was just so dang busy, I didn't have time. Mm -hmm. And I remember people would always say like, Alyssa, can't you just pick one thing? Like, why do you have to do everything? Like, you're just too much. And then I look at my life now and I'm like, oh, no this has prepared me for what I do like I have to be a social person I have to be somebody that can go into a room and talk to any type of person that's out there I have to be able to be a chameleon and go in and out so even though back then when I was exhausted of being involved in all these different things because my parents wanted I didn't know at the time that's what they were trying to instill in us but it's just to not be afraid and to not care what anybody thinks about you I think that at 13 years old you get really the girl drama of it all of jealousy and all that kind of stuff where yeah. I was just like, well, I, I don't, I don't want people not to like me. I, I was, I wouldn't say I was insecure. I was always very confident, <laughs> but it was just more of, you know, wanting people to like you and wanting to fit in. And yeah. I think it's more of just not having to feel like you have to fit in and just being genuinely yourself. So, right. and, and I think that stays true to me working in this industry is I'm not like everyone else in this industry. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm very different. And so I think I've kind of had a little bit of that when I've kind of gone from the policy and the legislative side of things to getting out there in the industry and meeting people. Yeah. And they've been like, oh, you're the girl that's representing us in the Capitol. And I'm like, trust me, I'm good. Like I'm cool, <laughs> you do what you wanna do, but you're gonna need me in that Capitol because I may get along with those individuals better and they may see me and, and be a little bit more comfortable when we're having these conversations about legislation or whatever else. Yeah. So. But that's what i would say just not to care and to be confident and uh just to be myself
0: i love that that's great advice that's great advice because that's exactly what makes you so powerful is it's like i'm i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing anyway no matter what you know what's being said and it's not going to slow you down um whatsoever and and that's how you get shit done at the capitol like it's and, and from having spent time there and watching and watching how you guys work it's like yeah you're like <clears throat> a steamroller in the in the nicest most pleasant positive way
1: <laughs> i try think, to be
0: you're not gonna stop and if you're standing in front of me i'm gonna have to roll over you okay yeah <laughs> but,
1: yeah i'm like but, don't mess with me like i no. can be like very very nice and pleasant and kind but when you like get in my way in yeah. a negative way i'm like woo. Yeah, you just like let something go off in me, so. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get to that point. <laughs> no, no, don't get her to that point, people. Okay, <laughs> don't get Alyssa Nolan to that point. All right, <laughs> now re- remind us where we can find you,
1: please. Sure. So you can find us on our website. It's texashempcoalition.org all spelled out and then we're on we're very active on social media so we're on instagram at texas hemp coalition same on facebook and on twitter we also have a podcast that we do that liz and patrick will be on yes. it's called the texas hemp coalition podcast uh, they come out bi-weekly so you can look us up on itunes and um, amazon i think iHeartRadio but you can stream us on Spotify that's what it is not Amazon Spotify so they're about 30 minute episodes really easy listens we interview people within the industry we want it to be educational and we want someone to come and listen who is interested in the industry and may know who these individuals are but haven't heard their stories so um uh, love that. Got, yeah it's it's going really well um and we're excited yeah i love it it's
0: a great podcast Congratulations. I mean, I've been listening for you know, a couple months now,
1: maybe six, seven months. It's 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 a lot, but if we feel that it's really that educational component of yes. you know getting into certain details that we might not get into on a webinar or wherever else. So that's the best way to find us. And then also just to keep a watch for the Texas Hemp Summit, that'll be this fall at Texas A&M. And then also in the spring of 2023, the Texas Hemp Day at the Capitol. So we hope that everybody comes and joins us.
0: Oh my God. Fantastic. I'm just so grateful for everything that you do for the state and for the plant and specifically for the farmers, you know, specifically for the farmers. Um, you know, we go deep girl and I know your love for the farmers is real and it's true. And no matter if you were on a podcast or not, or if anybody was looking, you would be doing the work that you're doing. Um, just advocating on their behalf. So, you know, thank you for that.
1: I, I appreciate it. Agriculture is my like, yeah. first love and that's what i grew up in and around so but as we have to remember agriculture is the love that we all have but there's everything that comes after that which truly makes uh an entire industry so yes. it starts with one thing but it ends up into many. so you have to appreciate all of it
0: absolutely all right sister we'll come back okay join me before uh, and before the summit if you'd like more subscribe to the feminized podcast on youtube follow at feminized with liz grow on instagram special thanks to our sponsors Moose labs and richards rainwater the feminized podcast is a grow house media production created by liz grow produced by patrick pope dance room with original theme music and audio mixing by q at q to king productions in new braunfels texas